1: Hello and welcome along to the latest Academy show here on the Blood Red channel. I'm Matt Addison. Kiefer McDonald is alongside me for today's episode. We've not actually done one of these shows for a little while. The new season has begun a couple of games for each of the under 18s and the 21s. So we thought it was definitely worth having a bit of a chat about what's been going on, what else you can look out for this season as well. So, we start with uh, a standout result, Kiefer, that me and you were both there uh, just over a week or so ago now. Liverpool beat Everton 4-0 at under-21's level. A resounding performance, a resounding scoreline and uh, a bit of a, a Bobby Clark show, I would suggest. It was uh, it was very Bobby Clark heavy, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's good to see there's, there's no difference between the first teams and the academy level. That that, that divide is still going strong. It, like you say, it was a an absolute masterclass from, from Bobby Clark and you know me and you were there, Matt, and I think everyone knew it was going to be a big season for him. You know, Certainly now with Ben, though, looking like he's stepping up to the first team on a regular basis and probably won't play too much, you know, under-21s football, certainly in in the short term. Um, and, you know, you're looking for someone to kind of stand up and take that mantle, you know, that exciting player to get people off their feet. And firstly, it was a, a packed-out crowd at the academy. I, I think they were turning people away by the time, you know, we were sat in our seats. And that's kind of the, the excitement that the, the, these players are bringing. And, and Clark certainly justified that excitement it was like i say he was just from minute one he was he was you know dominated the ball did he and he was playing on that left side of number eight role which is certainly different to, to the play he first was when he came to the club he was with, with the under 18s he was more of a kind of kind of a flamboyant winger off off the left side cutting in you know maybe a number 10 as well but obviously the under 21s like to kind of replicate the system that liverpool use at first team level and i know it's changing now with inverted fullbacks and, and center midfielders and whatnot but the the setup is very much a 4-3-3 and, and clark started to you know, look at that path into the first team as a left-sided uh, number eight, um, and yeah, it was it was brilliant. He, uh, I think, two assists in the end and a goal for him. You know, really, you know, the first assist to for Musialowski to break the deadlock after a first half where Liverpool absolutely dominate, but just couldn't find that final touch in front of goal. But Clark just orchestrated it in the second half. He, you know, run from deep, beat a few Everton players, and kind of slots it through to Musialowski, who, uh, you know, another player who's d- due a big season. Uh, a lot of talk about him, and, and he took it really cool. He takes it around the goalkeeper. Um, and you know, Liverpool then from there didn't really look back. Um, and as I say, Clark just kind of went from strength to strength with that kind of swagger and confidence that we've that we've seen during the summer in the, in the first team, obviously scored in that 4-0 win against Leicester out in Singapore. Um, and he just looks a class above, really, doesn't he? And I thought it was really interesting what um what Barry Lucas said after the game. Um there's a lot of talk about, you know, whether Clark could benefit from a loan, because judging by that performance, he was, you know, head and shoulders above the under 21s level. But um barry obviously referenced curtis jones and and kind of his past to the first team and, and someone who didn't need to go out on loan um and, and basically said that he had said to his players you know look at curtis jones and i think his final season with the under-21s he'd won the premier league top two player of the year you know division-wide award and, and barry basically said to his players you know that you know you don't you, you can still catch the manager's eye at this level you don't need to go out and be doing it in the championship or league one or league two wherever it may be um, and that certainly looks like we could be seeing from Clark. He obviously wasn't involved on in Friday's one-one draw with Derby County, which maybe hints that you know he could be kind of dropped between first team and 21s ones this level. But it, it very much like looks like it's going to be a really exciting season for him, and you know I certainly can't wait to see his progression.
1: Yeah, like yourself, I'm a massive fan of of Bobby Clark. I think he is the obvious sort of one to watch, isn't he, along with Ben Dope. But on this show, we like to sort of bring people up to date with a few other bits as well, maybe a few names that they won't have heard of or certainly won't have seen as much of. So we're going to go through and pick out a few different players that we're excited to to have a look at this season. We're going to come to our one to watch at the end as well, but there's plenty of of ones to watch across the course of the show. So we kind of split them a little bit into a few categories, A, a couple we've touched on already, with Doak and Clark, but another player I wanted to pick out from the preseason was Jarrell Kwanza. I know he's a, a player that you've had your eye on for a little while, is obviously being out on loan last season. I was was fairly impressed when I caught glimpses of him in League One. He seemed to have adjusted quite well there. But I always think it's a really hard position. Center back and centre forward, obviously he's a defender it's almost the hardest position to get yourself into the first team in. I think it, it's gonna be a big jump to go up, but he's definitely one that I think people should be looking out for this season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um I think you only need to A look at his performances on loan at Bristol Rovers last year. And I think first of all it's worth noting that Bristol Rovers did have a you know huge drop off um during the second half season from January onwards. And doesn't that was anything to do with Quantsa joining. I, I'm not sure what that was down to obviously don't follow bristol bristol rovers religiously but um you know they were kind of flirting with the playoffs prior to kind of his arrival and then by the end of it i think they you know finished 16th 17th 18th kind of thing so you know, not a great season from them as a whole but quants was certainly someone in the second half of the season that joe barton was really impressed with and kind of name checked him on a regular basis even you know joined defeats i think it was on his debut or maybe his second game where you know joey barton you know he's had premier league experience himself at you know know what it, it, it is to kind of cut it at that level and he basically said that you know, Klopp has got a star here and he can kind of be whatever he wants to be. Uh, commanding, obviously he's got the build, he's, he's athletic and he can play out from the back, comfortable with both feet. Something we've seen, you know, during his journey with the the academy really from under 18s, under 19s to 21s. Um And as you say, he's probably someone who's gone a bit under the radar because he's not a flash player like Bobby Clark, given the position he plays. He's, I always think with a centre back, if you go under the radar, it's probably a good thing because you're not making mistakes. um, You're not, you know, making headlines with scoring goals because that's so hard to do um but he's kind of really grown into it and i think we saw that during the during the pre-season i think there was a game against leicester or was it i mean i can't remember which one it was but he made a really good recovery tackle i think he was alongside Matip, um and yeah he, he just looked you know so composed like i say happy to you know receive the ball for either goalkeeper um and he's a difficult one he's another one who you kind of place into that bracket of would he benefit from a higher loan next season or would you kind of keep him around i mean there's an awful lot of talk about. Joel Matip and I think everyone can probably agree this to be his last season at Liverpool with his contract expiring next summer so you kind of look at and you think well the blueprint Liverpool followed in recent years when you know say Ibrahim McEnate came to the club is they like to bed someone in you know right from the off and kind of ease that transition like they've done with other areas of the pitch Luis Diaz when he came in um, and Cody Gapo as well so you, you think with Quanta they've got someone there who's obviously knows the club knows the setup who's trained with the first team regularly in recent seasons um, he's experienced first team football and, and maybe the other side of the game, you know, the physical element of it and maybe back to the wall performance that you, you get in League One. Um, but also, you're now looking at, he's, he's been the captain of the academy in recent years. Could he now maybe sit around and maybe not play too much football, but almost prepare himself for match? It does, go going Liverpool looking for a left-sided or a right-sided centre-half, whichever, whichever way they go next summer. You know, they have got one, you know, internally who... Would step up and do that job so it certainly is an interesting one I think they'll you know surely there'll be plenty of interest in him I'm sure Liverpool have had you know numerous inquiries already but I think with a, with a lot of lone players a lot of players on Liverpool's books in recent years is that they've they've shown that they're that it's got to be the moves to be right for all parties that they're not just gonna you know um kind of fob them off just in in order to get game time we, we've seen that as I say, Jones was, was someone who they decided that would, would benefit more from playing here and there rather than, you know, cutting it in the Championship or, or League One, wherever it would have been. Harvey Elliott obviously took a different path to that, you know, given where his kind of profile was at the time. He was viewed as more of a right winger and obviously had Mohamed Salah there, who's not only Liverpool's best player, but, you know, very durable and, you know, doesn't like to be rested. So you can kind of see there's, there's not a certain blueprint to follow um, in terms of if they're at a certain age, you'll just get sent out on loan. You look at other players, you know, 21's James Norris, who... I think a lot of people would have expected him to have a loan now but he's kind of just cut around at the academy and had a you know a few you know introductions with the first team but I think for Kwasi if he doesn't go out on loan which I mean the deadline's next Friday there's there's certainly an opportunity from there maybe not immediately but certainly next summer and you think Liverpool taking the cup seriously again this year and looking to kind of get deep into those you know there be perfect opportunity for for him to kind of you know impress and catch the eye like he did during the summer
1: The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see what his next step is. And in a similar sort of way, really, though, he did miss the preseason, He was away with England. Luke Chambers is one that I'm a massive fan of. I think he is very much up there with Kwanzaa as well. Definitely one to watch. Again, people maybe haven't seen as much of him during the preseason. Haven't seen anything of him in preseason because he wasn't there. I think he had a little bit of an injury and came back late, obviously, with the uh, the Euros having taken place. But he's another one, I think drawing interest from elsewhere, maybe even from Bayer Leverkusen. There's been a few suggestions that there might be interest from abroad and, and that sort of thing. And again, he feels similar to to, to Kwanza really, in that if Liverpool are looking for a left sided centre back to play in this system, I think Luke Chambers is probably even more of a, a good fit for that kind of left centre back slash left back kind of role that he kind of fits. Fits that mold. Certainly, it's just a case of, of whether his ceiling is up there. But uh, let's move on to a, a few other players as well. We'll come back to a couple more defenders a little bit later on. But just away from the preseason, a couple of players that we should give a bit of an update on as well, in terms of having missed the preseason, but now back from injury. The obvious one, Cave Gordon, we'll touch on him a little bit first. I know he spent the uh, preseason with the under 18s trying to build up his fitness again. He's been out for 18 months or so, but it's going to be interesting, isn't it, to see what the plan is with him this season? Because obviously, still very, very talented, just been very, very unlucky up to this point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And a player, I think people have now probably forgotten the size of his impact when he first kind of um you know had that first season with the with the first team in 21 22. Was this was a Liverpool side on the brink of history, going for Champions League, Premier League, you know, League Cup, FA Cup glory. And he made himself a staple part of that. Um, obviously, became Liverpool's second youngest scorer when he scored in the FA Cup against Shrewsbury. I think a week later, uh, when he started the League Cup semi-final first leg against Arsenal, that was the or the second leg. Sorry, I think he was the youngest ever player to start a, a major semi-final for Liverpool. So that just kind of you know, tells you the the, the talent, um, you know, that, that how he's viewed at Liverpool um, in and around the place. And it, it was certainly an electric start to his Liverpool career after joining from Derby County a few years ago. And and maybe now we've seen that catch up with him. He's, I think it's 16, 17 months out now. And as you say, return to, to um, return to academy training, I think at the start of July. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with him because I think he's perhaps one who could do with a loan, not, not initially. I think Liverpool probably look to get him playing under-21s games, under-18s games, just as many as possible, kind of build them up slowly. Um, and then, you know, by the time it is probably January, January. Um, you could maybe look at sending him to the Championship or League One or wherever, whatever they think is kind of best for his development. I think it's fair to say Doke has probably leapfrogged him in the pecking order purely just because you know he's been fit and and Gordon hasn't. But I think Klopp's obviously shown with Doke and even with Gordon at times that he's willing to throw them in. I mean, you look at last week they needed a goal at Chelsea and he takes Mo Salah off and brings Ben Doke on. So there's, there's certainly a pathway there and I certainly think Gordon is someone who has been forgotten about which you know it might do him the world of good maybe just kind of go under the radar a bit and, and get his head down and, and get back to full fitness because he he became a star boy of Liverpool's academy didn't he for those you know for that season he was, he was really good really promising and a very old-fashioned winger and you know likes to get to the touchline beat his man and, and he's got that kind of quality in the final third I think his numbers for academy the, the under 21 so we were really good remember the um the fa youth cup tie in january 2022 and we were both there Matt, against chelsea when they, they lost four or three somehow after being three 0 up or whatever it was and i think gordon scored the the opener and I, I just remember thinking that night you know against an esteemed academy like chelsea who you know pumped so much money there he just looked head and shoulders above everyone else and i think that was the last time i, I saw him prior to his injury certainly at academy level and i remember just thinking he, he just has a swagger and a an aura that he just knows he's above this level and you know, i just kind of certainly hope for his sake that he's able to kind of get back to that level after such a long time out but you know certainly supporters shouldn't be looking for an immediate return to the first team i think that the kind of the plan is to to build them up with the 21s you know i know barry and mark have have been kind of really cautious on you know playing down his um return just you know, even last season when they were kept getting asked about it, I think, you know, they don't want to put too much expectation on him because, you know, it's such an unprecedented injury for for a young lad who's, you know, 17 months out. I mean, I'd be surprised if there's been a period in his life where he hasn't played football for 17 months, given that he was, you know, on Derby's books from from a young lad. So, you know, really interesting to see how he gets back to it and and hopefully he can return to those levels and and certainly be in, involved in Liverpool's first team, you know, at the back end of the season, you'd hope if, if he isn't out on loan somewhere else.
1: Yeah, it's definitely going to be a slow integration, isn't it? We've seen that during the pre-season. I think there were some people who maybe thought he might be straight back with the first team, but that obviously wasn't the case. It's going to be a slow burner, but I just looked up his birthday then. He doesn't turn 19 for another couple of months. so. It's one of those. He's still very much young enough and still has all of that talent from pre-injury. So hopefully, he can get back to his best, and maybe by the end of this season, we are talking about him as being a, a Ben Doak kind of level of player. But, but the other know, player, him, like if, if he isn't
0: if if he isn't to uh, you know if he doesn't kick a ball for the first team this year, he'll, he'll still only be nineteen. Come next summer, and you know, you'd imagine he'd probably be with the first team tour again wherever they go. And you know, even if he does have to drop down to kind of come back up, that, that might be best for him to kind of a, get that confidence back in his body again. Because, you know, no matter what kind of play you are, we've seen it with lads at the first team as well. we only have such a long time out, it, it's difficult to kind of hit the ground running and, and kind of be at full throttle again. So even if he you know, was to do six months with the 21s, you know, train with the first team here and there and then go to you know someone in the championship league one or you know, even Scotland, somewhere like that. He's still only gonna be 19 which just kind of again reiterates the, the talent he has because it would have been three two or three years ago then that he was doing the stuff with the first team At you know just turning 17. so as you say there's this you know he's certainly not someone who's running out of time by any means you know younger than both of us so um i'm not sure if that that's that surprising or what but <laughs> certainly shows that he's you know he's got plenty of time left to kind of make a
1: name for himself at liverpool yeah, unfortunately, quite a lot of the Liverpool players are younger than me now, but uh, it's uh, it's slowly creeping up on them. But uh, yeah, the, the other player I was going to mention in terms of, of returning from injuries, Isaac Mappiah, Um he was obviously missing for a large portion of last season as well. I know he's another one that has been really, really impressive. I always remember him playing on the right-hand side of a front three against Juventus in the Youth League, but he's obviously more of a, a right-back or a central midfielder. He's one of those that almost was doing the inverted role before it was even a thing, but... Definitely another talent. Again, one of those that you just hope he's got over this injury. He can slowly integrate himself. And if he can get back to the level that he was sort of 12 months or so ago, Liverpool are going to have another exciting talent to keep an eye on there as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the big thing I always think of when you're trying to make that jump from under-18s to under-21s and and then to the first team is is being versatile really does help you out. And I don't think anyone kind of underlines that more than probably Isaac Mabea as you say then he's played a whole host of roles you know he's played on the right of a front three he's played centre midfield a few times and he's even played right back and I think he's, you know done it a, doesn't a at centre half as well so that always helps record as we've seen with players like Trent Alexander-Arnold when you know the academy staff are trying to put a way to 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 the first team um I think it was the the youth league game was I think it was against Napoli um that he, that he got injured and kind of went off just after the hour mark with, with Liverpool kind of cruising um and I think he uploaded a few photos in the summer of him back to or back into the season maybe of of him back to training I think he shortly after that signed a new new contract with the club so that kind of just reiterates the confidence they have in him um and then you know I think he came on against Everton for the final you know half an hour whatever it was which was really pleasing just to kind of see him you know get minutes in the legs and as I said with the same kind of thing I've said with with Gordon really is when you have such a long injury and a long time out I think it's just really important to kind of build that base level of fitness up again um, and with Mabea, who's you know a really explosive player, and obviously given the nature of his injury, that would you know impact it. So I think for him now, another one who you probably would have put in contention for a low move had everything gone you know plain sailing last summer. But I think this year, certainly for the first half of the season, as we've said with so many lads, it will be about assessing them internally, seeing where they're at, you know, seeing where their fitness levels are at. Um, you know, is there any kind of drawbacks of, of the injury given the nature of them and, and the kind of severity of them? And then maybe iron them up for a loan, but yeah, he's he's a really a player who's really impressed me. And I think he's kind of made the jump from 18 to 21s in, in recent years, um, you know, really seamlessly. I remember, I can't remember what game it was, but I was sat next to you know one of the various scouts that, that kind of come to the academy. And uh, I won't say which team it was, but he he was basically, you know, asking me for a bit of insight into kind of every player of, you know, what he liked, chances of him making it to the first team. And it got to Mabeya, And I think it was one of those games where he was just making, you know, storming runs down the right. And he said, you know, do you reckon he'll make it to the first team or he's one he who could drop off? And I said, no, I think I think he's going to be one who's had a chance. And ultimately, I think, you know, last summer he got that chance into he went to the preseason tour of the Far East to played against United. Um, and you know he impressed in that game, and I think he played against Palace the game after as well. So you know certainly caught the eyes of not only the, the EFL scouts that descend on the academy, but but also Jurgen Klopp, Pep Linders, and you know all, all the you know people who paid big bucks to make decisions on, on academy players. So yeah, he's another one I'm, I'm really excited to see his return, and, and you know hopefully he can get a prolonged period of fitness under his belt and, and kind of you know return to those levels that we that we saw in in, in 21
1: 22. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Yeah, very similar age to to Kate Gordon as well. So still only 18 for another few weeks until he turns 19. Definitely one of those to keep an eye on over the next few months. And I'm sure that loan interest will come back again once he's obviously got up to to sharpness. I'm sure he'll play at least the first six months of the season with Liverpool, but potentially a move possibly on the cards after that. We'll just come on to a couple of other players quickly before we uh, finish up with uh, our one to watch. Trent Coney doherty I wanted to to give him a mention. There's a goal which is on Liverpool's Twitter account. I think if anybody hasn't seen that from uh, a week or so ago, that's definitely worth having a look at. Very, very good player. And Mateusz Musialovski as well is uh, an interesting name. I think probably more than any other player, anybody who, who ever knows that... I'm sure it's the same for you but anyone who ever asks about the academy is always asking about him i think there's definitely you know a lot of intrigue about what his next step might be i think he's slightly older than a couple of these players i'll check his birthday in just a second but he was very very good against everton as well he's obviously you know got the the quality to be able to make that step up for liverpool it's not quite happened for him yet but what do you think that the next few months sort of lie ahead for, for him? Because he was another one that was linked with a, an exit over the summer. Obviously, hasn't happened yet, could still happen, but definitely one with talent.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As you say, he's, I've never, in probably my three or four years, you know, covering the Academy seriously, I've, I've never known a player... You know get social media attraction like Muzialowski, and I think it all kind of stems back to that goal he scored against Newcastle during his debut season and from, from that moment on he was called the Polish Messi or the Polish hazard or you know whoever you asked was, was always kind of you know saying how good he was and I think then people dug out his record in Poland Prize his move at Liverpool and I think he scored an obscene amount of goals in you know during his during his time there. Um and so I think there was or something wasn't it I think yeah it was something ridiculous and And I think he he was another one who had interest from quite a lot of European clubs, but obviously Liverpool were the the ones who were able to kind of tie him down and, and, you know, convince him that Kirby was the best place for his development. But I think he's just, he's such a, I don't know, he's such a difficult player to assess because when you watch him and there's there's always moments of brilliance where you just think he looks a cut above, but I think they're too few and far between. remember on his 18th birthday a few years ago, the the 21s played at Anfield. um, October 2021, this would have been in... They beat Arsenal three 0 that day um, at Anfield, and and Modzlowski was just like a live wire down the left hand side. And I think he scored two goals. Certainly got one, um, and the second one, or his one in the second half, was he just it was a jinking run, you know, kind of typical drop the shoulder, cut inside, and, and kind of thunderbolt with his right foot. And that was on his 18th birthday, one of his kind of first few starts for the uh, under 21s in, in the Premier League too. I spoke to him afterwards and he was really eager to kind of kick on said that he'd taken time to adapt in in terms of the physicality and given his kind of uh low center of gravity you know a lot of difficulties kind of stemmed from that you know was getting marked out of games and and was quite ineffective during those early weeks but after that i think everyone was thinking right now you can you can kick on and and maybe show why there's so much hype around him but he's just he just hasn't put consistent performances together. And it feels so harsh criticising because he's only 19. I don't think he turns 20 until the back end of this year. Um, so, you know, he's still got plenty of time and, you know, he could be a, a late developer and there certainly is an abundance of talents there. But I just think when you get to 20 and, you, you you know, you perhaps haven't played first team football yet, you know, I think the game is changing now because, you know, players like Jude Bellingham and, you know, Curtis Jones, and by the time they got to that age, they've probably played 50 times for the first team. And I just think you, you're constantly playing catch up if you haven't. You know, probably 10 years ago, if you were 22 and you hadn't played for the first team, you could say, well, the door's still open. But, you know, now clubs kind of can pick talent from across the globe. It is really hard to kind of bide your time, isn't it? And, and wait for that jump if you haven't made it by 18 or 19. Um, and, you know, was, I think that Everton performance last week, the 4-0 victory, probably summed him up. He, You know, he had a few chances in the first half where he should have done better. I think he blazed one over the crossbar after some really good work from Bobby Clark. But his goal was just a moment of brilliance, wasn't it? To kind of drop the shoulder and take it around the goalkeeper and slot it into an empty net. Um, but then you know, the same happened at, at Alfredton on Friday night when the twenty ones played against Derby. He he blazed a few chances wide, he, he dragged one in the first half wide. And you just think that kind of final end product, you know, those numbers, I think since he scored those goals against Arsenal at Anfield, I think he's he's only scored, you know, I think it's five goals for the twenty ones or six goals maybe now for the twenty ones, which is isn't a huge amount in, you know, eighteen months, is it really? You know, going on two years. Um I think he's won who could potentially benefit certainly from a loan move if not you know maybe a change of scenery but i think you'd just like to get him out and see how he fares in the, in the in the first team environment playing week in week out you know in a constant you know team in a constant position rather than kind of being you know here there and everywhere for the academy um but yeah he's such, he's such an interesting one I, I don't know what your thoughts are Matt, but i find him so difficult to assess and I, I i can't see him ever having a long-term future i just think the nature of the talent Liverpool have got you know even at the moment in terms of their front five Dope's done so well to break into that, but when you compare to Gordon, and, and Muzharul you're probably the three brightest. Certainly, the three most of added names. You know, I think that, that Doke and Gordon have that present.
1: Muzharul maybe lacks. I don't know what your kind of thoughts on that are. Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a fair assessment, isn't it? I think he's he's got all of the the raw materials. It's just a case of can he get that final touch, the final pass, or the final shot. Obviously, that's something that Cade Gordon has, has shown. Like you said before, I can't remember his exact record, but certainly had, had done it consistently for the 21s. Obviously, Ben Doak, we all know the, the talents and the consistency of his end product, whether that's a, a cross or a shot, he tends to make the right decision or, or certainly get close to it. Nine out of ten times, and maybe Musialowski is is more like a, a four or five times out of ten, and yeah. maybe he needs to, to take that next step. But well,
0: you never know. Maybe a,
1: a low move or something like that might be might be of interest to him. Yeah, I, I, certainly, you
0: know. I certainly wouldn't be looking to you know even if his future probably doesn't look like it's going to be at Anfield. I, I certainly think it would be would not be wise for Liverpool to cut ties completely. I think it, like you say, a loan move. If that's a you know six month thing, or well, you know, I'd like to see him go out on loan before the end of this window. I think. Uh, I always think with the January loans, by the time you've played a few games, it's March and April, and then it's the business end of the season. And I think certainly in the lower leagues, when you know jobs are on the line and promotions and relegations, I think their managers do have their favourites. And you know, asking an eighteen year old or a nineteen year old lad to kind of play, you know, in either of those situations, whether it's a team going for the title, or the promotion or relegation is is a big ask. But I think if you can kind of get them in at you know certainly at the end of August start of September they've kind of got a few weeks to bed in and then boom you've got you know six seven months to kind of establish yourself and 40 odd games you know maybe 50 including the cups to to really get your numbers up and and kind of turn out games and you know at a professional level which a lot of them at you know 21's level haven't haven't done on a consistent basis yeah I think he was a little
1: bit unlucky last season as well I remember he scored I think definitely scored once and I, I remember asking Barry Dutas about him and he said you know it's. It, it's just a shame now because the next game he's got this little bit of a knock it was only a couple of days later they thought that they couldn't play him so obviously played safe and, and wasn't able to be involved but then just whenever he seems to, to turn a corner and, and look to go on a little bit of a run doesn't quite happen for him in the end but as we say, still still a bit of time left for him to, to change that. And, and hopefully that will come sooner rather than later because he is definitely an exciting player to watch. But just to finish, then we'll come to our ones to watch. Obviously, we've spent the entire podcast talking about ones to watch, but these are the players that we've picked out that are maybe a little bit more under the radar. People will be aware of, of the names or maybe not in, in a couple of cases. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you go first, Kiefer. Who is your one to watch specifically over the next few weeks from Liverpool?
0: I've gone for Callum Scanlon and he's a player who I think a lot more people have become known to over the last six weeks or so was obviously included in both Liverpool's camps one in Germany and later Singapore and played in a wide wide range of positions I think he played on the left of a front three in in the first game at at, um at Cars and then you know played left back which is is obviously his natural position but he's someone who I think he's, he's in for a big season um he was disrupted heavily with injuries last time around and made his Premier League day deb- Premier League Two debut, sorry, uh, in April, um and, and benefited from Luke Chambers kind of going out on loan because he, he got the knockout rounds of the, the uaf youth league and, and certainly impressed. But I think ever since Liverpool bought him, you know, two or three years ago from Birmingham City, I think it was five hundred thousand and he was, you know, fifteen kind of at that time, which you know kind of shows the the faith that Liverpool had in in him and, and his talents. Um I just think that the left back position certainly the first team level is one that is is probably going to be the the biggest opening in you know probably the next 12 to 18 months you look at the the question marks rightly or wrongly around Andy Robertson and whether you know he has still has a long-term future at Liverpool in terms of what Liverpool looking to do with this new you know formation with the box midfielders and you know kind of coming into those advanced areas I think there's a certainly more onus now on the left back being more attacking it certainly isn't just down to Trent on the right hand side which you know hasn't always been the case I think Robertson's obviously provided that balance for Trent in in times gone by Um, I think, you know, Scanlon is, and, you know, we talk about Chambers as well, is, you know, two players who have played centre-back before, can play left-back and and can also do the job higher up the pitch um, and have got good numbers to show for it, you know, can can beat their man and get a cross in. So, yeah, Calm Scanlon's my one to watch. As I say, a lot more people will be be kind of known to him now after his, you know, summer with the first team. But I still think, you know, he played, obviously, in both Premier League two games, um, only his second and third starts in, in that division. So he's due for a big season at, Kirby under under Barry Lutuis and hopefully, you know we say now with with Luke Chambers who you know perhaps could go on low in the next ten days or so before the window closes there there could be a you know a serious kind of uh, onus on him to be Liverpool's creative output from from left back Um because you know Chambers obviously if he's not at the club you, you think James Norris but he's played midfield there isn't too many left backs who have got that that experience of of playing with the Premier League two lads so yeah it's certainly a big season for him Um and as I say he's uh, He's one who will be looking to make up for lost time as well, having you know missed, I think, six months of last season. So, yeah, I think a big season for Calum Scanlon and, and certainly
1: one I'll be watching close. Yeah, absolutely in agreement with that. I'm a really big fan of him, actually. I think he just needs to, to physically bulk out a little bit before he can sort of have a think about maybe a loan or, or the next step, but definitely over the next few weeks, definitely one to watch in the under-21s. Uh, the player that I'm going to go for is probably more of a an under-18s player than a 21s, but Jaden Dans is my one. Definitely uh, a player who fits the kind of mould. I'm sure regular viewers of this show will uh, be aware of how much I like a goal-scoring, attacking midfielder, obviously Bobby Clark was a one to watch at least once probably 12 or 18 months ago uh now but i think Jaden is is one of those where he just excites me I, I love watching that kind of player as i say he's he's obviously got the numbers he's taking a bit more of a leadership role over the uh, the, the, the last few months of, of last season and obviously heading into this season as well. So, yeah, one that maybe a few fewer people will be aware of, but I think over the course of, of the next few months, I'm sure people will uh, will become more aware of him because, as we've mentioned a couple of times in this podcast, people do tend to get excited if players score goals and, and he certainly seems to be on that sort of level. So, uh, yeah, a- anything to, to add on on Jaden Dans before we finish? No, but the one thing I do like about him is he scores all types of
0: goals, which, you know, might be a bit of a, a simplistic simplistic statement to make, but you know, whether it be with his head from the penalty spot, left foot, right foot, I think he's shown that he can he can certainly do all kinds of, you know, finishes and, and he and often the thing I also like about him is he leads the line on his own and he's he's a big lad for his age. I don't know if it's his afro that makes him look bigger than he is or or exactly what it but you know, whenever you watch him, he does stand out, doesn't he? And he's he doesn't he doesn't lack a lot doesn't lack yards, does he, for his for his height and his kind of physical stature um but yeah as i say he's he's led the line quite a few times on his own when when i've watched him and another one who's who will probably make that jump along with lewis kumas to the 21s you'd imagine at some point this season whether that be you know january onwards when a few lads maybe head out on loan who who remains to be seen but you know given his goal scoring rate with the the under 18s over the last 12 months or so i would be surprised if if you know if he's playing there all season which you know if he could then can make that jump to the 21s i suppose the sky's the limit because you know all of a sudden you're knocking on door for for a pre-season tour or a place in you know training on a regular basis at the Axis center so you know he's uh, yeah He's certainly made big strides in, in recent years uh, recent months sorry um but yeah really exciting player and one as i say can it you know viewers can expect to kind of see his name come up on the score sheet most weeks
1: yeah, absolutely. Very technically gifted. Just a, a player that I enjoy watching. But uh, all of the players that we've mentioned, I'm sure uh, a big few weeks potentially ahead for them, possibly a couple of loan deals as well. So do keep across all of the transfer news and all of the updates across the Liverpool Echo and Liverpool.com as well. I'm sure there's other players that we've missed out that possibly you want us to talk about. If that is the case, do stick them in the comments and we'll be back in the next few weeks with another one of these Academy shows. I'm sure Kiefer will be involved, possibly in Doyle might be, and Pat Smith potentially might be back. To host it as well, but whoever it is, I'm sure we'll uh, will keep updating you on all of these players as they continue to progress. But yeah, Kiefer thank you very much for joining me. I think that's all we've got time for for today. So yeah, we shall leave it there. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.